G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Most times, the law is good. Sometimes it's an ass. But imagine if there was a law against helping someone. What what would you do? What would I do? What would Jesus do? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as we take another look at this Jesus from a different perspective. Hi, it is just great to be with you again towards the end of another week. We've all heard the saying, the law is an ass. Now, by and large, the law is good. It acts as a deterrent, more or less. It protects society from dangerous people. It makes sure that justice is done. But sometimes laws don't fit into particular situations very well. Sometimes a person gets off on a technicality because of a rule of evidence that's protected dozens of innocent people in the past. And sometimes a person who's done something ends up getting a particularly harsh sentence just because of the way that the law is applied on that day. So what if there was a law, as there are in some places on the earth, that said you can't help a person in a difficult situation? Hmm. What would you and I do then? This week and the next few weeks leading into Easter, we're just working through a time of sharing some stories to discover who this Jesus is. I used to have some, I don't know, distorted pictures in my head of of what Jesus was like, and by and large, those pictures looked like the worst things that I saw happening in the church. You know, when I saw God's people doing bad things, when I, I saw high-profile preachers in sexual scandals and, and the sexual abuse in the church and, and the way that sometimes Christians talk about people, I, I looked at that and I thought, if that's Jesus, got to tell you, I don't need him in my life. Stereotypes, religion, but come on, who is he? Who is he really? So this week and the next few weeks as we head towards Easter, we're just going through some some stories from the historical record and looking at what he said, who he was, what he did, how he treated people, how he reacted in certain situations. And I hope as we do that, it's useful for you. It's useful for you in your exploration of this question of who Jesus actually is. These are real life stories, not myths, not parables. These are actual historical occurrences of what he was like. And then we can all make up our own minds. Now, Jewish law was quite different to the law as we understand it. Israel, in the first century, was an occupied country. It was occupied by the Romans. And so Roman law prevailed over Israel. But for thousands of years, Israel had had its own religious law, the law that was given to Moses, the law that is described in the first five books of the Old Testament. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy. They're the books of the law. And so there's this funny relationship between Roman law and Jewish law in the first century. They kind of coexisted as the law. And part of the Jewish law was the Sabbath, which is Saturday. You weren't allowed to work on the Sabbath. Now today, some Orthodox Jews won't even carry a briefcase or drive a car 
on the Sabbath because they believe it breaks the law. Others take a much more liberal interpretation of what the Sabbath is. Well, it was the same thing in the first century. There was one particular sect called the Pharisees. The name Pharisees comes from the word parash, which means to separate. So they were religious separatists, and they took the law to the nth degree. They had books of little rules of things that you could do and couldn't do, and it was just amazing how they took it and tried to live out their faith through this complex set of rules of do's and don'ts. They took it to the nth degree. So what does Jesus do when the law, which after all in this case is God's law because it was given by God through Moses to God's chosen people, what does God do, and I say this with all respect, when the law is an ass? Or at least when people's interpretation of the law is an ass? It was Sabbath, it was Saturday. He was in the synagogue. No work allowed on the Sabbath because God decreed Sabbath is the day of rest comes from the the creation story when God created the whole universe in six days and on the seventh day God rested. God looked at what he'd done and said behold this is good. So Saturday the Sabbath was the day of rest and the day of worship. The day set aside by God's people for God. Now they're in the synagogue. The religious leaders are watching Jesus intently because what they see is a man with a deformed hand, a withered hand. You can read about this if you'd like to, if you have a Bible later. It's in Mark's Gospel, the beginning of chapter 3. The religious leaders are watching Jesus. Would he heal this man against their strict interpretation of the law, which said healing was working? They hated Jesus. They wanted to trap him for years. They had power and control. They manipulated the people. They were in a cushy relationship with the Romans. There was a whole religious power thing going on here. And the religious leaders did not take kindly to Jesus coming and healing people and showing them the love of God in a fresh, new, amazing way. And religious people don't like that much. So Jesus comes along that day and he knows what's going on. And he looks across the room and he starts talking and he gets a sense of what these people are thinking and he calls the man over. Just before he heals him, he looks at these people and says, well, tell me something. Is it lawful for you to do a good deed on the Sabbath to save a life? And somewhere else in a similar situation, he said, look, if you had a cow and the cow fell into a bog on the Sabbath, would you drag the cow out? And the answer, of course, is of course you would, because the cow's worth a lot of money. The cow could well be the livelihood of a family. So of course they would drag the cow out. And then Jesus said, well, why wouldn't you heal someone? Why wouldn't you take one of God's children whom God loves, who's worth so much more than a cow, And on God's day of rest, on God's day of worship, why wouldn't you heal this person? And so Jesus touched the man, and his hand, his deformed hand, was healed. They hated him. The religious leaders hated him. This story so starkly shows me the difference between religion, which is all bound up in complex rules and power and manipulation, and Jesus who's there to show God's love, who's there to be the very picture of who God is in our lives. And he heals this man, and they hate him even more for it. This this simple, symbolic act says, this is what religion looks like. It looks like those religious leaders. Read about them. You want to see what religiosity is about? Read about those people, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the scribes in the first four books of the New Testament. You want to see what God's like? Read about Jesus. 
because for him, people are more important than the rules. He never watered down the truth. He never shied away from dealing with difficult issues. But at personal peril, he put people first. My hunch is that when we try to reduce him to a religion, we completely miss the point. Religion ultimately is about ritual and rules. Jesus, the Son of God, through everything he did and said, through the way he treated people, in effect was screaming out, No! No! This is not what God is about. You want to know what God looks like? Look at me. I'm prepared to heal the leper. I'm prepared to heal the man with a withered hand in the synagogue. Grace, compassion, not judgment and ridicule. That was his chosen means of touching lives, grace and compassion. Does this ring true in your heart? Does this resonate with you? Doesn't that touch something inside of you? It does me. If you or I were the man with a deformed hand, where we lived in a society where the ability to labour meant being able to put food on the table, if you or I were that man, what would we have wanted Jesus to do? A social media is a great way to stay connected to your friends and the world around you. And we'd like to invite you to be part of the Christianity Works community. The Christianity Works community is full of daily thoughts and devotions and inspirations. So no matter what kind of day you're having, you can be encouraged. If you're on Facebook, search for the Christianity Works page and like us. When you do, you'll see some encouragement from your friends and community at Christianity Works, including free booklet downloads from time to time. But more than that, it's a library of thoughts and verses that you can share with your friends and family. So we'll be sharing God's Word together. It's a great way to share the good news of Jesus amongst all the chaos. Amen. So like Christianity Works on Facebook, be encouraged and blessed, and share some of that with your friends as well. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.